This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mike, don't you think Thursday is awesome? Part of the reason is you get to come do this conversation. Thursday is great, but I would say this Thursday is particularly good because, A, it's a Friday, and people who cover football or traffic in the NFL know what I mean. Yep. Saturday's a Sunday, so this is a Friday. B, uh, I just wrote three columns for two entities over, like, a 24-hour period, and that seems to be done. And I just recorded a podcast for the volume, and I'm about to do some video for Bally Sports and then I'm finally going to exhale and get ready for this game in a more relaxing way. So yeah, Thursday rocks. Let's Look go. at but you. Is Thursday yeah. the best day of the week? And Mark, in, in typical journalistic fashion, tried to skirt his own statement in no, order to couch no. it. You'll be exhausted tomorrow night. Fridays are for exhaustion. If you've ever had kids, you know. Like, I got no energy on a Friday night. Tonight, margaritas, Mike. Come on. Try having grown kids. I can drink with my kids on Fridays if they're visiting. Well, then that, that's different. I haven't gotten there yet. I so. got a couple of those, I'll and I got one diapers, <laughs> Mike. So, yeah. I'll call you in six years Le- when I get to that. Legally, by the way, legally. I got one of those. Yes, I got a 21-year-old. I can drink with my kids, too. It just has to be like Gatorade or something. But anyway, gotcha. <laughs> uh, Mike Silver, uh, San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, one of those articles you dropped was about Pete Carroll. Let's talk about the guy who's got such big Bay Area roots, but now is the captain of... Of, of the rival, and, and, and here he is, still going, and found a way to make his way to the playoffs. Like, what makes him special, and, and what, kind of, uh, what kind of coaching matchup is this one this weekend? Well, you know, he's the pride of Green, Bay, Green Bray at Redwood High, first of all, so a lot of Bay Area cred. Um, yeah, you know, I go back to a year ago, like almost exactly a year ago, I was reporting that Pete Carroll and General Manager John Schneider were awaiting their fate. They were going to meet with owner Jody Allen. They didn't know what was going to happen. Nobody really knew. And some people thought, well, this will be it. You know, Pete was 71 at the time. Uh, You know, they're possibly looking at a major rebuilding project, going to get potentially trade Russell Wilson, which they did, got rid of Bobby Wagner. You know, does 71-year-old Pete Carroll, for all his energy, want to do that? Will the owner want him to? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, they kept him. They traded Russell. And everyone in America, including me, was like, oh, okay, well, they're going to suck. And it's going to take a while. And maybe he'll get it back again. And I had the same thing happen. In 2017, I went up there for NFL Network, covered a Rams-Seahawks game late in the year. It was a changing of the guard game. The Rams 
killed him, won the division. I reported that Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, Cam Chancellor, they were going to clean most of it out. And uh, I figured 2018 would be a disaster. They made the playoffs. So I'm like, I'm not going to get fooled again. You know what? I am. This team will <laughs> suck. One guy, as far as I can tell, one human was like, nope. We're going to be good. It'll be fine. That human, of course, is Pete Carroll. I, I said in my column, he's the guy in a flash flood, clinging to a branch, giddily screaming, this is going to be great for the drought! That's Pete Carroll. So uh, in this case, his optimism uh, you know, was spoken into existence, and uh, here they are. Geno Smith is a pro bowler. They've got... Four rookies uh, who are huge impact rookies, two offensive tackles, the running back Kenny Walker, and a Pro Bowl corner in Tariq Woolen. And yeah, the Niners have beat them twice and haven't been particularly tense games for Niner fans, but I think you always got to worry about what Pete might have up his sleeve and whatever happens to them on Saturday. This has been a triumph and uh, the power of positivity wins again. Like you said, far better than anyone had expected outside of, of Pete Carroll himself. So in order for this to project out for more than just a couple more days for Seattle, what do they have to do? What has to go right for them to prevail on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I think you need. we've seen flashes of it in the two games against the Niners. And, you know, it's easier said than done against a team as good as the 49ers are. And I don't want to... You know, I don't want to suggest that I think the Seahawks are going to win this game because I think it's all there for the taking for the Niners. They are in great, great, great shape uh, heading into this postseason. But, um, you know, they scored seven points in that first game Seattle. For those who don't uh, remember, that was the game Trey Lance got hurt. The way they scored was a blocked field goal returned for touchdown. So they do weird stuff like that. We saw Richard Sherman do that in Seattle against the Niners back when both teams were really, really good, um, you know, in the Harbaugh era. Um, you know, they had another chance to score in that game, and they ran what Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator, has joked about it with me since. But he's like, I, I called my worst play ever, which was they put like three or four running backs in at the same time. They had one try to throw for a touchdown to the other, and it was uh, horribly conceived and intercepted. So, you know, they've had moments where they've done some cool things against the Niners. They've had other moments that they've left on the table, but they're going to have to play one of those games where they're really on point, all of that goes right, and then maybe, you know, it's weird stuff happens and a lot of weird things have happened in a lot of Seahawks games over the years that 49er fans hmm. understand because before this year's sweep they had lost 15 of 17 and 17 to 20 and uh you know it's not all russell wilson so we know um it's gonna be raining it could get weird it's kind of like what i always say at cal games when you know, this year we were losing the big game, and by we, I mean I'm a proud alum of the University of California. And uh, you know, Cal did not look particularly good. Not that Stanford was was a bunch of world beaters. And I finally just declared in a group with a bunch of nervous friends 
something we this needs to get weird this game needs to get weird for us to be happy and uh thankfully it did and uh you know i think the seahawks are kind of in that same mode like they they gotta play really well they gotta have things go their way but they they probably need some weirdness to happen and you know if you're a 49er fan you're like well we're better we should win but we don't want that sick feeling in the playoffs where all of a sudden your entire season could be on the line before you realize it and weird, weird things are happening. Yep, no doubt. Some of us, I think, almost expect it when it's uh, when this is the opponent. Mike Silver, the Chronicle, uh, the volume is with us here. 95-7, the game, Willard and Dibs, as he is every single Thursday. I know another one of your articles is focusing on Brock Purdy, and, and we're, all, we're all enamored. We're all trying to figure out, is it real? Is it imagined? Is it somewhere in between? And I wonder, in, in your conversations with him and going a little deeper, what what really stood out about him and this story? Well, to borrow from an old Seinfeld episode, I would say it's real and it's spectacular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, I, first of all, I do think it's real. Um, that's not to say that he's not going to have lumps, and we all know that he could have a terrible stretch or game in him, and you hate to think that could happen now because You can't afford that, but, you know, he's passed a lot of tests, and he's obviously got a really, really good operation around him, and he knows that. Um, You know, uh, one of the things we talked about was just, you know, he's not buying into the whole storybook thing because he's like, look, these guys around me have worked so hard to get to this point, and now, and they've helped me succeed, and I'm just thinking about them and not letting them down and being the best I can be for them. And I think that's a healthy attitude, especially for a rookie. And a rookie whose swag and confidence stood out even before he got on the field. We get into that a little bit. We get into, uh, you know, some of the things in his past that, that helped prepare him for that, including going through as a little kid in 2008. I think he was eight years old when the housing crash happened and his parents were affected in a big way like millions of other americans and uh you know he didn't really know what was going on at the time but he kind of had to to go through that uh went through some stuff in the college recruiting process and uh you know when he showed up with a lot of swag he, he definitely uh turned some heads and there's a very funny anecdote in there about he and Fred Warner, who, by the way, is like his biggest cheerleader since, you know, the early days. But Fred Warner, he got Fred Warner mad one day in practice uh, during the season, and they just kept going at it. And so I think 49er fans will be entertained, and I think you'll come away from the column thinking, you know, this guy may have what it takes to to get it done these next four games and beyond. Now, the proof will be in the pudding in these next four games. If they make it through all four, then certainly the narrative will change. You mentioned Fred Warner. The defense has looked a little bit more pedestrian over the last couple of weeks. Do you think it's because of what D'Amico Ryans was intimating, that the motivation wasn't necessarily there? Or have other teams maybe found a soft spot in what they're trying to do defensively? Yeah, I mean, we're all wondering, right? I mean, it's, it's human nature to not be dominant when you know you, on some level, you don't have to be. And it's a testament to the coaches and to D'Amico Ryans and obviously Kyle Shanahan um, and to the players that they were able to stay on point uh, at the end of the season. But I, I don't know. I look at these 
you know, the, since they clinched in Seattle, I look at the way the end of the season played out as a huge positive for them. Um, you know, yeah, they gave up some plays and all that, but let's look at the positives. Okay, first of all, um, we know that if a ball is hanging up forever in the deep in the secondary, uh, unlike last year, and I know it's too soon for a lot of Niner fans to quit guitar at NFC Championship game, we know that Tayshawn Gibson three times in the last two weeks has had a chance to take that easy-looking interception and return it for big yards. Um, he's three for three, so I think that's a good sign. Um, and I think more globally, you go, look, um, they think about where they were in the, you know, back to back losses to the Falcons and Chiefs health wise. So many impact players with so many issues and really fears about McCaffrey, who was newly acquired, holding up. And they are, yeah, I can't, I just can't believe how healthy they are. They, you know, Debo came back, Mitchell came back, uh, you know, Trent Williams went through his thing early in the year, Yushik went through his thing. You know, they've got a lot of really, really good players who are mostly healthy. Greenlaw is going to try to come back from that back injury. I talked to him this week. Yes, he's in a lot of pain. He does not believe he could have played last week if he needed to, but he also was like, I can do it four times. I can, it's going to suck, but I can fight through that and do it four times. And he's fully prepared to. So I just think they're in a great spot. They've got confidence. They've, they're in a rhythm. They uh, they're well rounded. They're healthy, and uh, they do seem well positioned to take those meatball interceptions when need be. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they gave up some yards and points. I, I I thought they snuck in and still won the defensive yardage title, and they're also the number one scoring defense, which I think is even more important. So, we know that they can be dominant. They may not always be dominant, but I think that offense is going to work in tandem with them. Uh, come playoff time. Mike, you had me at meatballs, and uh, we uh, we appreciate you always, and thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of the best day of the week. All right, man. Saturday's going to be fun, and next Thursday, if, if things go well for the Niners, we will be talking about uh, another matchup. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.